All right, guys. Our next guest is an MMA icon, UFC Hall of Famer, former UFC champion, multiple-time king of pancreas, and now commentator for one of the most exciting combat programs on TV, Karate Combat, which makes its big season three return July 1st in the US on CBS Sports. And today in Australia on BN Sports, Bas Rutten, welcome back to the show. El Guapo himself, how are you, man? I'm doing great, guys. I'm doing great. I'm super excited for, uh, for the show to start airing. Dude, this is going to be very, very exciting. Um, like you, like Casper said, season three about to kick off. Now we see GSP joins you and will be a big part of the season as season sensei. Well, he will offer guidance, analysis, and insight on the show. I'm wondering, man, how has it been working so closely with a legend like GSP on this new season? And what did you did you recognize him when you first saw him? Because he's got a new hairstyle. He got a new hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. I guess that toupee. What is going on? Dude? What are you doing? He's going back in time, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the whole karate cover. We had a time machine, so that's how it started. Yeah. But we'll talk about it in a bit. So what happened was that they were looking for people to get on board, and they gave me a whole bunch of names, and, and some actors, and I go, you know, you should try to get GSP. And they go like, GSP, yeah, but, uh, okay, do you know him by chance? I said, yes, I do. I'll, I'll send him a text. So I sent him a text, and, hey, George, uh, we would love to talk to you, karate combat. He calls me within 30 seconds. And he goes, dude, I had to call. I'm so excited. He says, I don't need to do it for the money. I'm just looking for projects that I really enjoy. I've been karate, watching Karate Combat for a while now. I'm, I'm really loving the, the whole organization. He says, I would love to be a part of it. So it was it was arranged really fast. And unfortunately, there was uh, the whole COVID thing was going on. And it was very hard with, with uh, Canada. It's very hard on them. You got to come back. You have to like three weeks or something in quarantine mm. or two weeks. It's bizarre. You know, so for him, it was very hard to to be live on the show, but we filmed a whole bunch of stuff with him in uh, California when he was here. That's awesome, man. And they're paying him in dinosaur fossils or bones. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, he was a big uh, dinosaur fan. He wanted to, When he found out he could go back in time, he says, go to the dinosaur. <laughs> no, no, no. This is the craziest thing, you know? So last, last season, we were in space, right? We were flying in space everywhere, came to these crazy, crazy places. This time, we have a time machine. We go back in time. We go also, we go back in time first to Okinawa, where it all started. So now the people at home, not only going to see great fights, but they're also going to, we bring them, uh, the roots of karate. Where did it right. start? With who did it start? You know, all these things. I think it's going to be very interesting for the people to see. Then, fighting and also a big boost around the 70s, the 80s. You know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, I mean, Jackie Chan. All these movies, they started to come out. And I gave a big boost to uh, martial arts as well. So we're going to that time as well. And then at the very end, we're going to uh, the future. And to see what karate combat would look like in the future. And wow. uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's popping. It's cool. Yeah, because for those who don't know, it's because of Epic Games' Unreal Engine, which, you know, as a kid, like, Unreal Engine is in almost everything, every game that, you know, you kind of grew up playing. So, um, it's cool to see them using that. Is there kind of a dream uh, backdrop or, or, or set that you would like to see at some point, Bas? Oh, yeah. No, everything is green. If, if you see the place where we film it, it's, it's bizarre. It's one big, giant green screen. But, you know, we we're, they're already thinking. We have a lot of... Mm, a lot of people are calling now. They they want the program, you know, casinos and everything. So it, 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 we're probably going to go to live to start doing it live. But we have a, they have a really good uh, way to do the same thing, even when it's live. Mm. And speaking of the Unreal Engine, I mean, wh when is Bass Rutten going to be in Fortnite? I feel like that is <laughs> the character that all the kids need to play as. And what yeah. are you guys doing? Get on it right now. Let's start that petition if you're watching right now. But just speaking of GSP real quick, I saw he also visited your gym, Elite MMA, man. What yeah. was the visit like? And I was going to say, um, how's he looking? Is he still looking as sharp as ever? 
Yeah, he's like you said, he's almost doesn't age, you know. I don't, uh, he's one of those lucky guys, but then again, he, he works out really hard. If he's here, you know, he's training at uh, Freddie Roach's gym, he's constantly, he's constantly training and he's constantly loving it, so he's still enjoying how to train and, of course, watching his food. So, and if you do that, well, then you're gonna, then you, you stay looking great. And, and you know, the filming here also, him as a, is a pleasure to work with this guy. I mean, I remember him from all the way back, and I asked him, I said, Do you remember when we saw each other for the very first time? That was his third fight. Third or fourth, and it, and it was Dwayne Ludwig fought Jens Pulver at the time. It was in Canada. Mm. He was the first guy to knock out Jens Pulver. He won a title at that time, and GSP was on the card. He was like the third fight or something, and he impressed me so much that in the in the backstage uh, backstage I, I called him over. I said, hey, "Come over here." I didn't even know his name at the time. I said, good. "You're really good." I said, "You keep this up. You're going to be a world champ. You know that, right?" And he goes, "Oh, really?" And uh, I say, "Yeah." I said, "Okay, can I ask you something?" I said, "Sure." He says. Uh, how can I not be afraid for a fight? And I, what do you mean? He says, well, you're not afraid for a fight. I go, are you kidding? He says, what do you mean? I said, well, everybody's afraid for a fight. I mean, you know, it's, it's just how you deal with it. You know, if it's so much fear that it freezes you up, yeah, you can't do anything with it, of course. But, you know, if you just use it as fuel, you know, and to be on your toes, then it's actually really good for you. I think that if you have no fear, that's when you make all the mistakes because you don't really care. You need to be a little bit on your toes, but again, you need to perform. So you have to make sure that it's not too much, but it was fun to, to see that my acting always paid off because, you know, every, when they look at you and say, oh, this guy is absolutely no fear. I go, no, that's complete acting. You know, just wow. not while you're fighting. I don't say that because once you're fighting, it's good. But before the fight, you know, in a dressing room, it might sneak up, but I always focus on the, on the moment the bell goes. You know, I know that when the bell goes, I'm in my bubble, that's what I always call it, I'm completely relaxed and everything is good. So if I would be a little nervous, I would go, boss, when the bell goes, it's good, and boof, it would be gone. So I was really good in uh, talking to myself at the time. Wow, that's that's unbelievable, man. And it's funny how even years later, that's kind of a big thing with GSP that he talks about frequently, about the fear of fighting and kind of, in a way, not enjoying a lot of it, but obviously enjoying, you know, what, what comes with fighting and, and living the lifestyle and stuff. Um, just get out of curiosity, do you think he comes back based on these, uh, you know, um, uh, based on these chats at your gym? Well, you know, that uh, when he was here filming, there was a, before we were also filming with Danny Trejo also, and, um, and, and they called him to fight Oscar La Hoya, a boxing match. Mm. And he said, I don't know. I said, dude, you got to do it. He goes, what do you mean? I said, you have to do it. You, you can't lose this. I mean, if you lose, you lose to a boxer. He's not going to knock you out. You know, if it goes to distance, you go to distance with freaking Oscar De La Hoya. I think it's, it's a money grab. You could make a lot of money. And he's looking at me and he goes, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. And unfortunately, the UFC wouldn't allow him to happen. But I think that would have been great. But that means that he's still busy. Now, is he coming back for fighting? This is not a great question because we also have Leo de Machida on board right now. He's also one of the seasoned sensei, so to say. And, uh, and he wants to fight for sure. So mm -hmm. now I'm going to have to bring it in such a way to George and say, hey, but maybe maybe you're scared that you don't want to do it, but, you know, <laughs> and if you play it like that, reverse psychology, he might bite and say, okay, I fight Leona Machida in full contact karate. That will be something. Ah, uh, dude, and you put it in an awesome environment. The only thing with Leona Machida being the sensei, I wonder if he, is he still advising for the contestants to drink their own pee? For nutritional benefits, or I, I don't know. and do they have to follow the advice because they're on the show? Since I said so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the first thing in the morning. You know, you want to wait till after you drink the cup of pee. Yeah, you want to 
Respect your sensei. Respect him. Um, before we go, back, <laughs> we're going to have a problem, bastards. Um, we want to go back to Craddy Combat in a sec, man. But before we do, we're talking about big fights here and a possible GSP return. So I've got to also get your thoughts on this Conor McGregor Dustin Poirier three fight that's coming up right around the corner of UFC 264. Now, the people that who might have missed our initial interview before the second fight, you basically predicted on this show how Dustin was going to get it done and even got up, moved back, demonstrated to the camera for us the stances and how, how Conor McGregor is susceptible to the calf kicks. What was it like when you actually watched that second fight and saw exactly what you told us basically unfold live? I love it, you know, because it's, you see, I still see those things. I was very happy to see that. Uh, so, yeah, no, that was really cool. I, I really enjoyed that. So, so what we know, McGregor, McGregor starts to... So, let's break this down, right? So, I thought that Poirier did a really good thing in the beginning. He threw a punch, McGregor countered that, and then he countered the counter. You know, and, and he connected with that one. That was right in the beginning of the fight somewhere. And I think that he needs to start doing this more. And you can do that. You can trigger your opponent to do that because... McGregor, his go-to move is the left is the cross because he's so accurate with it. It's so powerful. If he connects, it's lights out. So if you throw a lazy punch, you kind of know he's going to throw the cross. And then if you use that move and then you counter that counter, that's when you're called. And also start countering uh, counters not with single shots. Everybody does that. And, I, and it blows me away. I go, if you connect with the first punch, like for instance, if he connects, every time he connects with the left straight or his uh, his right is also good, his jab, which is actually more of a straight punch because he's a little squared up sometimes. So it's a powerful punch. But it's important that you throw it with power and that you come back and, and, and throw something slow, uh, weak, so to say, a jab, let him throw the, the power shot and then you want to react on that. But if you connect with the left straight, why would you stop there? Why won't you add a right hook and a right low kick? Stuff like that. I think that he needs to do. So um, I also like it. Um, he should counter with some hooks more. Throw some hooks in this game. Uh, it's a lot of straight punches, especially lately. And also, he took his kicks away. I don't think... Uh, uh, not kicking for McGregor is not a good thing because he has got great roundhouse kicks and, 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 and a straight punch across or a left roundhouse kick for me it's a right and if I'm an orthodox of course it's almost the same body mechanics so if you give somebody a kick and after that you punch him that's a very smart thing to do because now you're mixing it up and he doesn't know what's going to be it's going to be a kick or a punch now Poirier Poirier is a little uh, sometimes he takes risks with throwing single kicks and he has to watch out for that because a single kick you can simply block, counter with a punch, and that's it. And since McGregor is so good and so accurate with his with his uh, counters, that could be very dangerous. We had to show inside MMA, right? For, we had 431 shows, guys, mm -hmm. and every single show we would show highlights from around the world. And every single show, at least one person on those highlights will get knocked out because he's a, he was throwing a single shot, a single kick. Because if you kick, most of the time they don't kick with their hands up. Also, the hands are down. The single kick, it's easy to see coming. They only literally have to stretch the arm or counter with a hook, whatever it is. And to knock their opponent out. So if after 431 examples, still people throw single kicks, I think it's a stupid thing to do. Set your kicks up with punches. This is important. Now, if you kick really hard to somebody's face or to the body as hard as you can, you can get away with it because now you put him into defense and it takes a little bit longer for him to counter. So power kicks, I'm okay with that. But just to feel out inside low kick, that's asking to get knocked out. Um, so... Poirier also countering with combination. I will start to do that as well. And since that uh, McGregor has a really good straight punch, have the hands not here, but have the hands here. 
I always fought like this. It's much easier to see punches coming. I explained to you. Like imagine this is the punch coming, right? Mm -hmm. This is a very big movement, a move in order to let me miss. Now, if this punch would come from here, the only thing I have to do is this. At this moment, it's already ricocheting next to my face. So instead of doing this the whole time, having your hands here, you only have to do this move in order to let it miss. So then it's much easier for you to counter with punches. So bring your hands a little bit further out, you guard, bring it further out. It's much easier uh, to counter the straight punches from Conor, which you know he's going to throw. Uh, yeah, that's about it, I think. But did, my, what, McGregor, did I miss anything? No, mm -hmm. man. No, you did your homework. Left uppercut from, a, uh, uh, from McGregor. I would love to see that one back as well. You know, the, the, the back uppercut that he gave mm -hmm. was very effective with that. Somehow he didn't do it anymore. I would like that thing as well, and of course, the shoulder punches. But then again, Poirier wasn't do, doing it to him as well. Yeah, dude, great breakdown. We had another karate legend on the show, Stephen Thompson, just last week. And Stephen explained that McGregor can easily fix some of these issues that you brought up if he began working on them right away because Conor McGregor is a lifelong martial artist. I'm just wondering, in terms of the stance, if he shortens his stance, I suppose he gives up a little bit of that power and he's also more susceptible to takedowns from Dustin. If he keeps that long stance, He's still got the power, but I guess Dustin's going to be trying to tee off with those kicks. What do you think is the best sort of stance for him as he goes into this fight? Is it a situation where he's consistently changing them as he goes throughout the fight and is smart about what, where his legs are at and what stance he's in as he's fighting? Or do you think he just sticks to the same stance he's always fought at? Yeah, I would do, an, uh, I would do more a frontal stance. Uh, an open stance like I stand, that's what I like. And, and if I'm standing wide open, my, my left foot, my toes are actually pointing a 45 degree angle to the side. If you do that, they cannot give you calf kicks because they kick your shin bone if they do that. So they're gonna hurt themselves. So that's the good thing about that stance. Uh, also, the other great thing about that stance is that you're gonna be have almost equal power in your left and your right. It's both straight punches now. Of course, there's still a cross, but this one, with your shoulders in line, I can push off of my back foot. That's a hard punch. On a crash test dummy, I did this one time, and I hit 100%. Let's say with this one, this one was 91%. Didn't even switch to, didn't even switch my stance. Hmm. Just from here, I hit with the left, and it was 91% compared to the right mm -hmm. hand. So it's a very powerful strike, and, uh, and 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 McGregor will be good with that because his jab is a really crisp jab as well. The thing is, though, like I said, he needs to throw in more different combinations now because lately. He's oh, another thing. He's been boxing a lot. I actually said that he needs to uh, throw in more kicks because lately I think he's more focusing on the boxing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it comes because after the Mayweather fight, I don't know why, but uh, mixing some kicks more. Yeah, I think he wanted to fight Manny Pacquiao, and I think maybe he kind of thought, all right, I'll do this Dustin fight, then I'll fight Manny, and then he had uh, you know all the guys from his old boxing gym and Phil Sutcliffe and stuff. And um, yeah, I think the general consensus is kind of you know go back to that style that you know had had you so much success. You know, the more MMA style the hybrid style as opposed to more you know straight boxing i wonder bus you know how do you think the the mental side of this thing plays out so if, with dustin he knows now that he can hurt mcgregor and with mcgregor he kind of knows that dustin can take some of his good shots um and also with mcgregor you know a lot being on the line i know in a way nobody thrives on pressure better than mcgregor but i wonder how um how you think all of that kind of impacts uh, this this third fight I don't know if I, uh, and I said this right after the loss. I think he he needs to go rocky on uh, on everything. He needs to go straight to Russia or something in the cold, in the snow. You know, make your own food. Do, go go back to the roots. 
make it hard again training like i remember i was training uh, i went over to america i had like five more fights when i was here and i and uh, when i made a comeback in 2006 it was seven years after i didn't compete in the beginning everything felt really good the injuries were gone i go oh my god do you have a second career everybody was going do it you have a second career i mean i was doing really well in training again and I, I told him, I said, well, if it keeps going, I think for fight camp, I will go back to Holland, you know, because I like the, the gritty, the cold, everything. Here, California, sun all the time, sitting on the beach after a workout, drinking a tea or a Starbucks. <laughs> it's simply not so good. You know, I think it's better to go back to the roots and make it hard on yourself. And that's what I think McGregor should have done, because if you're in Ireland, you know, everything is just a little grittier. And, uh, and that's when you were effective. It all started changing once you became more famous and everything becomes a little easier. And I think in fighting, that's never a good thing. Uh, also, man, obviously, if he loses this fight, that's a couple of losses in a row for Conor McGregor. Um, what do you think that means for him? Because we've seen huge superstars lose multiple fights before and then still remain huge superstars. Do you think if he loses this fight to Dustin, that really kind of affects his legacy or his drawing power or the way people look at him? Or do you reckon it's just going to be another situation like basically when he lost to Khabib or when he's lost to Nate Diaz before? Yeah, no, I, it depends how. If he's going to get knocked out again, yeah, that's that's not going to be good for him. But not only that, that's not going to be good for him mentally as well. You can, He can tell me whatever, they just say, oh, no, but I got whatever, $200 million in the bank. It doesn't matter. You're a fighter. At the end of the at the end of your career, you rather would have wrapped up your career with a bunch of wins than with the losses. This is simply how we are because we always want to perform at the highest level. So I think that is going to give him a lot of pressure. That's what the Butter Hari now goes through. You know, now he lost a few fights in a row, and there's more pressure because everybody wants him to win. And for him, that's not a good place to be because the more people want it, the more you want to show them that you can do it. But most of the time, when that happens. That's when a little freeze comes here and there, and that might hurt you. So McGregor, like you said, he's really good with dealing with, with stress. But, you know, it, it, it will play in the back of his head. He cannot lose this fight. And most of the time, when you really think that you cannot lose this fight, guess what? That's when you're going to start losing this fight. So he has to step away from it, and hopefully hopefully he doesn't have to think about it. I'll give you an example. A long time ago, I was at Pankers fighting, and suddenly I, I, I stopped the guy. And to somebody, somebody after the fight said to me, hey, boss, Man, you already won 11 fights in a row. And I had no clue that I was 11 at the time. Mm. And I look at him, I go, oh, shit. He goes, what? I say, I wish you wouldn't have said that. He says, what do you mean? I said, because now I'm afraid I'm going to fall. Now I want to make it 12 and 13, you know. But thankfully, I put it away to the side and I just kept going and plugging along. But if I would have thought about that a little bit too much, that's when you start making mistakes. That's what I believe. The other thing in that second Dustin fight is, you know, he didn't use his mental warfare like he did in the first one. And I feel like Conor McGregor's trash talk and his lead up to fights is something that affects the fighters once they get into the cage with him. This yep. time there's bad blood between him and Dustin over this whole charity thing. How much do you think that's going to play a factor? And do you think Conor McGregor kind of realized that, you know, playing a nice guy with some of his opponents kind of takes away from that experience when he sort of gets in their head? right before the fight and when they step into that octagon sort of the pressure of the crowd in the moment is right on them yeah i you know what i think that happened to to mcgregor and i really saw that's what i believe again it's my opinion after that thing that a scuffle that he had with the guy in the bar that he hit in the bar mm -hmm. in ireland mm -hmm. when i saw his apology he was really he was not dealing with that correctly he, he i mean he felt really bad about that you could tell that he was uh he, yeah it wasn't him you know, and it affected him. And at, after that moment, he started being respectful to fighters, way more respectful. I think that's where it started. 
you know, and now I'm happy kind of that it helped with the whole charity thing, you know, because now we, we get the angry McGregor again. And like you said, he was doing better when he was doing that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we're in luck for this. But still, you know, uh, pressure can amount to everything. Stamina problems, locking up, muscles getting tight. I mean, it's all it all has to do with pressure, pressure, pressure. You can be in shape, whatever you want, but once adrenaline hits and it hits in the wrong way, you're going to build up lactic acid. It's not going to be fun. Yeah, I got one more question on McGregor and then we'll switch back to karate combat and then and then we'll let you go, Bas. Uh, final one is, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of pressure on McGregor. The stakes are high. People are looking at this as if he loses to Dustin. Um, not to say that his career is over, but it's going to take a hit. On the flip side, if he can win here, he can potentially fight for the belt next. And then, um, you know, he's talking about going up to 170. Uh, you know, <laughs> but I was going to ask you how you think he does at 170, just because Nate Diaz hasn't really had the most success at 170 historically. He almost beat Leon Edwards, but, you know, he didn't quite d get that. And then he kind of got beaten throughout the whole fight. I'm just wondering how you think Connor would potentially deal with the guys like, say, Oliveira and Michael Chandler if, uh, you know, if he could, if he could even win that belt. Well, let's say Oliveira, because obviously Oliveira is the champion. Yeah, well, it's, I think he will do good. You know, if you fight your natural weight, I always said you fight at your best. I think most of the time, you know, you, you try to cut so much because then you think it makes you stronger, but it doesn't. You know, you, you take water out of your system, water that you need the most in the body, and you just decide to dehydrate it. You're beating yourself up every single day, twice or three times a day, and on top of that, you take all the water away. You know, give your body what it deserves. Give it all the food it needs, you know, and then, yes, fight your own weight class because it simply makes you stronger. You will have better shape, you know, because McGregor, we've seen also, well, he doesn't have the greatest gas tank, right? It is what it is. He will get late in the later rounds. He's getting tired. So, but that, I think, also will disappear once you fight closer to your own weight class. Yeah, for sure. And if you're struggling to get down to your natural weight class, maybe you need to shave those balls. Maybe you got a bush down there that's just weighing you down in a fight and in life. So get the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, shave those beans and, uh, you know, fight at your natural weight class and just be more aerodynamic, faster, sleep better, have a better love life, make more money. I don't know. These things are not guaranteed, but it does guarantee not to cut your balls with the skin safe technology and give you the smoothest shave of your life. The good friends at Manscaped are also giving away a 20% off code using the code submission so you can get your discount. And that's not just on the Lawnmower 3.0, it's on everything there. They have all sorts of wipes and colognes and deodorants for your personal grooming needs. And <clears throat> let's not forget, you don't have to just use it on your balls. You can shave your back, you can shave your arms. You can. Sh I've used it to shave my beard, my beard and my balls on the same day. It's a very versatile tool. Use the code submission, get you 20% off and uh, feel like a brand new man. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, Cass. Manscaped are the place to go for all of your grooming needs. And with the big card around the corner, UFC 264, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier 3, there's only one place to go to make that cash and make that money off the huge fight, and that is my bookie. Sign up with promo code SUBMISSION today, and you can get a bonus deposit of up to $1,000. Take advantage of this great deal and look at all the great prop bets that my bookie has. And if you're not just betting on MMA and other sports, they have betting all over the place. What about the NBA, NHL playoffs? It's all happening right now at my bookie. Make sure to go on there right now. Sign up with promo code submission. Get that deposit, that bonus deposit of up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie today. 
And uh, when you make that money, remember to send over those residual checks to Submission Radio because we're the ones who sent you there. <laughs> All right, so Bas, let's get back to Karate Combat. Obviously, it's debuting season three on CBS Sports on Friday over your way and then today over here on BN Sports. One of the great things we were sort of chatting about before we got into the interview as well is if you miss out on watching the show or if you haven't seen the show before, I actually think this is one of the best YouTube channels going around today because you go into this rabbit hole of amazing karate fights basically on the karate combat youtube channel they upload the episode after it airs onto the youtube but not only that you've got a vault of classic episodes man you can go through and just keep watching and watching it's an unbelievable experience that i wish i had when i was younger when i had to watch the same mighty ducks vhs 20 times over break it down for us what are a couple of classics that people need to, that if they haven't seen Karate Combat yet, what are a couple of classics or episodes that you recommend they go on the YouTube and watch right now to prepare for the season three? Um, Edgar Screevers, he's a champ. Joshua Quay Hagen, he's a champ. You go uh, uh, fight guys like that. Uh, El Capitan Gustavo, the, 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 the well, he's actually an uh, admiral now, I believe, a, a higher, but he still calls himself up, uh, El Capitan. Uh, that guy looks like almost like the Matrix. We have an, uh, another guy, uh, Owen Chelmia, he's from Ireland. And this guy, man, he comes forward and that's it. And I was, the, I said, there's no way he can do this all the rounds. And let me tell you, he went so steamrolled and he just kept coming forward. One of those guys who is real Irish, you, I'm coming from a fighting heritage and I cannot lose. One of those guys, oh, dude, awesome to watch. Brian van Waasburg is great. Molina, Omara Molina, the lady from Venezuela, she's doing really well. I mean, everybody, if you just go back, uh, I would go start with last season when we start doing all the, uh, the, 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 the special effects already when we went to space. I think there mm -hmm. you will see a lot of great fights. Haftor is there, Haftor Bjornsson, the strongest man in the world. He's uh, gracing us with, an, uh, with the part of the season as well. So cool. And, and, and this time, the cool thing about this time, oh, I already said it, that we're going to go back in time with the time machine. Mm -hmm. Was I talking about that? Yep, yep. You told us a little bit about yeah, that. So Give a bit of taste. About karate as well. But for the people who don't know what it is, go to karate.com. You can see everything there for free. Uh, it is in the pit. Uh, the background is, I mean, CGI. It is, it's, it's like we're completely somewhere else, outer space. Uh, the fights, just think about this. These are Olympic karatekas who fight full contact. So instead mm. of fighting at the Olympics, they come to karate combat and they, they, they turn it on in full contact, which is kind of cool because in the beginning, if you go back to their first fights, you literally see them hit somebody and then they stop after the punch because normally in, karate, in point karate, they hit, ah, they stop, but now the opponent just keeps on coming with combinations. So you start a lot of these guys start a cross training. They start adding kickboxing, tie boxing because they needed more combinations than single punches or single kicks. So it's really great to see the evolution. It's really great to see the people using the wall, the 45 degree angle wall that the pit has. You can use to your advantage. You can push your opponent against it. If you push your opponent against it, he's not considered down. That means you can do any punch, any strike, any kick to that person. But he also, of course, can do it to you. There's another great rule that they can take you down. And once you're on the ground, they can rain down strikes for five seconds. Now you've got to go five seconds. It's five seconds. Yeah, exactly. What is five seconds? That means they will really use those five seconds. So <laughs> once they got somebody down, it's freaking going. So all that combined, and again, having Olympic level quality fighters, dude, you're going to love it. Man, unbelievable. And of course, you can follow Karate Combat on Instagram as well for all the latest updates at Karate Combat. And if you're not already, make sure to follow the man himself, El Guapo, at Bas Rudin on IG, where he just put up a picture 
of an OG t-shirt of him beating up Batman, Wolverine, and Spider-Man at the same time. Boss, please tell us there's a reprint of that tee because we need that in our lives. We simply cannot live without having one. Yeah, my, my, my buddy Paul Lesby is a stunt guy also. He was a fighter also in Pancras. He, he called me right away. He said, dude, I want that shirt. I want that shirt. They got, there's only one example of it. Oh, no. It's cool. I see it's kick ass. Oh, I have all my uh, so cool. knuckles. And uh, yeah, it was it, uh, it's a cool shirt. And the other shirts also that I found, like from the title fights, it was cool. When you find something that was up, 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 uh, on top of the attic where we haven't been for a while, and I found these boxes, and I go, hey, let's take a look. Found also a lot of little video cassettes, so that's always cool because now I can start uh, seeing what's on those things. Damn man, well I hope you I hope you manage to find that shirt somewhere, somewhere on the on the interwebs. And if you do, man, send it to us, please. Uh, in the meantime, man, always love chatting uh, with you. A huge honor to have you on yet again, man. Thank you so much for your time, boss. Thank you very much, guys. Host, and uh, have a good one. Watch, watch the fights tonight.